0: You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly and join the conversation. Go to radiotfi.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show.
1: You found the Taxi Stand Hour.
0: Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself.
1: Oh. On Radio TFI. Yeah.
2: Don't think about changing your behavior so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you
1: don't give it to somebody
3: else.
1: Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here once again on the taxi stand hour for this uh, Sunday, June 20th of 2021. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower out there in Queens, New York, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. We
2: trust that you've all had a great, fun, fantastic kind of week. Uh, wherever you are, you're not sweating too much. You have not melted into the infrastructure that so desperately needs work. And, uh, as you can hear, uh, young Master Oliver in the background making his presence known.
1: <laughs> Mister Shannon, how are you today? I am great. I didn't realize you could still hear uh, Oliver. Oh yes, we'll never not Ooh. hear Oliver. Yeah, this is this is very true. We'll never it's, not hear. It's it's actually written into the contract that he comes he comes and he voices his opinion at least at least once every show. At, at his discretion. At, at his at discretion. Him. Absolutely. We have had the same kind of heat you have had. I don't know if you've uh, had the hum- had humidity to go along with it. It's been kind of uh, hot and dry here. We've, we've had less? temperatures. We've had temperatures up into the in the nineties, but uh, fairly reasonable humidity levels.
2: Last week was the bad week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday was oh it was South Florida summer type. I I, I kept telling people when when I'd say this is, this is what I would live through for three months, three and a half months every year. Uh, it it hasn't even gotten this bad yet down in South Florida. And, uh, Oh, swamp bass came. We talked about briefly about swamp bass last week. It's real. It's a real problem. And Mm -hmm. it is swamp bass awareness month. And, uh, that's to my, uh, Emotional support Mel, who uh, I won't see anymore i'm I'm off for the week ladies and gentlemen they've they've dropped my vehicle, so i I suddenly have time and uh, uh if I hope you had a chance to listen to the seventies spectacular starring our own dr. John Shannon this past
1: week oh no, i am told it flopped like a crappie
2: no, it was fine, it was fine it, it, the content was spot on spot on. Technically eh, not so much, but, but as far as the content was, you pulled the song out. I have never heard before. Really? Uh, Which one was that? Oh goodness. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you the name cause I never heard it before. It's probably about halfway through your show. Mm. We'll talk about to. it later, but we'll, we'll, we'll discuss it later. But, and on a, on a somewhat, uh, I don't know if it's a happy or a sad note but uh we're going to announce it now next week next week will be the final appearance of uh our good friend Dr. Medley.
1: I was going to ask you about that. I thought you fired him this uh no no we're not firing him. We're asking him to step back. There's a difference. Okay, is he going to get severance pay for this?
2: I mean, uh, that's all being taken care of in the background but uh if you've been listening since uh, since the pandemic started we've uh we've been playing dr medley at the end of all the intros at the top, it's the, top professor, the medley. Professor, professor medley professor yeah i stand corrected i stand corrected professor medley uh with with that fantastic message and uh now that we're we're winding down it would appear we're, we're gonna we're gonna have him step back take a well-deserved break and if we need him he'll be on he'll be available to us But uh, so next week, we're going to finish out June with him. So next week, the 27th, will be the final appearance uh, of the current incarnation of Professor Medley. And we thank him kindly. Uh, Exactly. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, you know what time it is, John.
1: Oh, wow. I was just waiting. I've got my earplugs in and we're, (laughs) we're, we're just waiting here. (laughs)
2: It's very interesting this week, too, but here we go. It's the Radio TFI Market Watch Report, sponsored by Nobody, We Need a Sponsor. Uber closed the week at $49.70, down 31 cents, while Lyft closed the week at $58.48, up $2.11 from last week. That's the radio TFI Market Watch. Please, we need a sponsor for this bit.
1: Ooh, let's let's give Lyft the clap here.
2: Interesting thing about Lyft, a uh, couple of weeks ago, I was uh, my truck was parked or we in a spot, and I was uh, here in New York. We have these city bikes. They're, they're racks all over the place, and you can rent the bike and. Uh, So I was thinking about getting one of their e-bikes. I had a couple of errands to run. I needed to go to the bank and blah blah blah. So I go through the process on my phone. Turns out it's Lyft that's running them, and I couldn't, I could not sign in as a customer on my uh, on my email account because apparently I had been well, I had been a driver under that email account, (laughs) so they wouldn't let me sign. And once I found out it was Lyft, I lost all interest in the bikes anyway. But it, yeah. it, it was just interesting. Uh, although I'm still getting an email from Uber to come back to work. So
1: Oh, yeah, me too. You know, they offered, they they put up something. Uh, I think they said it was said $100 for three, for a complete three rides. Ooh, how exciting. I, I, I am sure there's something, there's yeah, something
2: Here's the catch: one of the rides was in Minnesota, one was in Nevada, and
1: yeah, the other was- <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> same old, same old. As far as the, uh, as far as the people out there complaining about Uber and Lyft, you yeah, know? Yep. They, yep, yep, and it seems to be more prevalent in the bigger cities, uh, New York, L.A. Uh, they're having a hard time uh, getting getting John, John, I'd like to interrupt you for a second. And uh if
2: you're listening on the radio, welcome aboard now that I've actually turned on the the uh a- a- the antenna. Do you
1: have the do you have the phone connected? <laughs> the phone is connected,
2: <laughs> I can't believe I did that. I'm looking at it, I'm like, why isn't that clock? Oh, <laughs> so you'd,
1: have, you'd, have, you'd have thought, you'd have thought, just saying here that mm-hmm. you might have had a hint when I said, "Hey, Adam, turning on the butt recording on this side." I don't, I give, a do. yeah, I don't <laughs> give
4: a damn what you do.
1: I still don't give a damn what you
2: do. All right, again, welcome aboard, radio listeners. We uh we're happy to have you. It, it took us a couple of minutes. Hope you enjoyed the the Lone Ranger there. uh We'll be wrapping that up in a couple of weeks as well. But anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm terribly sorry. I'm, as soon as I get this frog out of my throat,
1: frog out—it of it it sounds more like a hairball. I mean, just no uh, kidding. Just waiting, waiting for it to just kind of come poof.
2: A out. big, moment, big momentous <laughs> day yesterday, and we'll get to everything else in a minute. But this is about me making it much more important and uh, top of the pops here. So I picked up my CPAP machine, which uh, I'm going to have to sleep with for apparently the rest of my life. John, you want to tell the folks what a CPAP machine does?
1: CPAP is a uh, device used for people who have obstruction, uh, breathing obstruction, while they're trying to sleep. It is one of the uh, – it's a dangerous condition to have because it can lead to Uh, Issues, blood pressure issues, uh, other cardio issues. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. I don't, uh, having been somebody who has uh, used a CPAP for the last 25 years, I don't know how the hell I ever survived without it, to tell you the truth. Um, So so
2: I got mine yesterday. They demonstrated it, how it works. And uh, so I got home last night. And I laid down. It was time, Betty. By time, it was a little late. Now, I have to run mine four hours a night, a minimum, for the insurance company. Wow. They track that. Oh, oh, mine has a modem. <laughs>
3: Ooh,
4: la dee da.
2: <laughs> now, in my case, the, the insurance company pays the rental as long as I'm you know running it. And then they buy it outright. Once they buy it, uh, and it's mine, then I don't have to abide by the four hours. So last night I put on the mask, which covers only my mouth. And there, yes, it's very different than what you're... It's very interesting. The apparatus goes over my head, and there's two tubes that come down. You you can lie on your side, even if you obstruct one tube. It has another. The air has an. Uh, oh, by the way, in the air tube, comes in from the top not the bottom it's not the jet pilot look
3: Hmm. and
2: so it was very interesting because i would get it set up and and i'd be fine for a little while i mean i i would just kind of all right it feels i'm breathing fine nothing wrong and then i would move or cough or something or do something minor and now suddenly i can't get it to sit sit properly on my face and I was awake. I, I believe me, I woke up more with this machine than I ever did just on my own uh air blockages. We'll get the hang of it. But uh mm-hmm. so I'm I'm running on literally about four and a half hours of very bad sleep. Um, uh, but again, I've got all week now because
1: I'm out of work. So God. good Lord. You will you will, my friend, you will get adjusted to it. I will it, uh it will uh, definitely, and when, when you get adjusted to it, you will say, how did I ever sleep without this?
2: I, there, there is nothing. I, I am not fighting this. I am bitching and moaning about it because that's kind of what I do. But, uh, yeah, we'll get used to it. It's just that, you know, again, the last night just happened to be, uh, I just couldn't. when it When it fit perfectly, when I was having no problems, I mean, I was having no problems. It was like I wasn't wearing it at all. Mm. But w- when it moves just a bit, air was escaping, and we'll we'll get the hang of it. We'll we'll get it squared away, and uh, I just got to get into the routine of, you know, changing the water every day. And it's a very nice looking unit. It sits it sits on my nightstand. You'd almost think it was a clock radio.
1: Oh, they've got really small, from what I understand.
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah the the tech that showed me everything yesterday. Tell so, I me, mean, he's been using one for about thirty-five years, and you know, I think I think he said his first one was uh half the size of a room in diesel. It was a diesel engine, I believe.
1: But no, he, actually, the first one I had, you had to pull the old ripcord like a like a lawnmower <laughs> there. <laughs> 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 sounded, <laughs> like, <laughs> sounded like a Harley when you're trying to sleep. So this
2: this is silent.
3: Mm.
2: It is silent. There's no. It makes. The only time you hear noise is if, if you break the seam and you can hear the air coming out, other yeah. than that. So technology has come a long way to keep fat guys like me sound
1: asleep. And you know what it is, at least for me, um, back in the days when I was weighing uh, over 300 pounds, it was all here, and I'm sorry for the radio listeners that joined us late. Oh, uh, <laughs> it is all in the in the in the uh, chin area below your, you know, you know, when you, when you have that extra weight, a lot of it is in yes. uh, at your chin. And then for whatever reason, it, it just, uh, your breathing just becomes very obstructive when you're trying to sleep. And uh, like it I said, burn. I don't know. I don't know how the hell I did uh, slept uh, at all without it now, nowadays. So speaking of the phone, Yes.
2: We got a phone up?
1: Oh, do we? I don't know. let me see if I, let's see if Oliver can read it off to us here. He's in the other room. No uh, kidding. No kidding. seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. Coming down here towards the bottom of the hour, we're going to have my uh, good friend, our good friend Shannon Bassett, the uh, daughter of uh, my friend and mentor uh, Richard Tim uh, she's going to be joining us she's been doing a lot of work here in the Minneapolis area with the uh, homeless mm-hmm. population in our area and it's it's a problem here in Minneapolis it's a problem everywhere in this uh, everywhere in this country I don't know anywhere anywhere in these United States and uh, thank you very much and uh, uh, Tell uh, Saint Sean that we uh, said happy Father's Day to him as well uh, Sheila, and yes, we do indeed love you too <laughs> but um uh, anyways, no uh, there there are issues out there that uh, uh, with homelessness uh, that we shouldn't have quite frankly, we shouldn't have these issues in a country as as rich as, as we are and um shannon is out there she's she's uh her boots on the ground she's out there helping with uh with uh water deliveries helping in the encampments with food and, and uh so we're going to bring her on talk about some of the things she's doing and talk about some of the things our listeners can do whether you're in minneapolis or you're in albuquerque uh some of the things that you can do to help in your community with the homeless situation that'll be down here towards the bottom of the hour. Uh, by the way, uh, by the way, happy Father's Day to you, yeah. my friend. But uh, not to me, not to well, me. Well, you know, hey, <laughs> you, no, can, sti- you can still, you can still, you can still celebrate it.
2: I'd rather not, but the for those of uh, those of you traditional dads or otherwise. We wish you the best. We hope this day is exactly what it is you'd like it to be.
1: Yeah. Well, have fun. Enjoy it. You know, if nothing else,
2: uh, happy Papa's day to you too.
1: Yeah. Uh, and yesterday we marked the, the first official federal holiday of Juneteenth, Mm -hmm. June 19th, um, you know the history behind that, uh, do you not sir? We know now. We didn't
2: know, we had never heard of it till uh honestly well, th- and, and let me finish. I absolutely. had never heard of it. I had never heard of it until the Watchman series on HBO now, a couple years ago.
1: I had never heard of it. Heard of it, but I did not know what it meant. Right, right. What the meaning of um and talk about being an old white man living with your head in the sand. Um, um, that's me. We Sorry have definitely, well, and we've gotten a little bit of a history lesson from it. Yeah, we have. No no surprise when they, they mention Texas in this, you know, two years behind when uh, Lincoln actually signed <laughs> the uh, emancipation, <laughs> you know. Good, good, say, say, well, well, want- say it. I can't even say it. I can't even say it. Emancipation Emancipation, proclamation proclamation. I have a hard time saying proclamation. What are you talking about? Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. (laughs) Red baby buggy bumpers. Two years later, it's it's shocking that Texas was the one that was. uh, You can't tell me that somebody in Texas didn't get the word. Uh, and just decided they weren't going to spread it because we love having, we love having slaves down in Texas. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that they were behind the times. Yeah.
2: I'm going to leave uh, my snarky comments on the sideline for this one because I, I'm, I'm way behind on my cards and letters as it is. So.
1: <laughs> well, and, and I'll, I'll tell you um, it was, a, it was a great day of, of celebration uh i think there can be more that can be done if, uh, now that they're um they're bringing out uh, the, the conversation once again bringing out the conversation of reparations and mm. i don't want to i don't want to get into that that's good no, there's there's not enough time right and it doesn't mean i don't want to get into it today i just mean i don't want to get into it uh
2: there's not enough cards and letters left uh yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I I, I, I watch your opinion. You know, that's this is a an opinion. Very, well.
2: It's a very touchy subject that I am on all sides of, and well, uh, but if you had to pin me down to a particular, it's hard. You know what? I won't even commit to.
1: Let's let's gotcha. hang on. Let's hang on to that uh, when we. Uh, Didn't we have this discussion once before? Didn't we do this a couple of years ago? Yeah, but does anybody even remember it? I'm sorry. Have we met? <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you get into these chat rooms.
2: <laughs> yeah, you stumble across these people, and
1: you just can't shake them. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh what I say we know we've abandoned birthdays for the most part here but uh, Ooh, I do want to give a birth I do want to give a birthday shout out to Sir Paul McCartney simply 79 years old my goodness and still making music still making mu- and still left-handed and still left-handed.
2: still left-handed I wonder if he's still considered the cute one
1: well, considering that Ringo is the only one that's still uh it's
2: true. It's true. I, I, don't think, know. I think Ringo has aged much better than Paul. Oh, you think so? Yeah, Paul look, don't get me wrong, Paul McCartney is a wickedly talented human being and uh uh the world will be a sadder place when he's gone. Uh and a less, uh, just a little less entertaining place. But boy, oh boy, if he isn't aging into into, a, into an old English woman, I don't know. Like him and Elton John, they're just a couple of old English biddies right now.
1: <laughs> My goodness. Oh, let's see. What else do we, we can we cover here uh, real quickly while we're uh, killing time? I should have had Shannon come out a little sooner. Who knows? Nothing. Nothing to. Uh, nothing accounting for timing here. Um, well, well, how about how about we uh, one of your
2: favorites? Uh, we'll, we'll play a little Jeff Franklin. How about that? Yeah, that'll kill a
1: minute. Governor Ron DeSantis.
4: That's a Florida man named Ron DeSantis. He wants to be president. He's an ignorant, racist, anti-science governor from Darwin's waiting room. Vaccine or no vaccine, we're back. So yeah, the perfect Republican. 120 new deaths. Welcome to Florida, where DeSantis has murderously airbrushed 20,000 dead, a million and a half cases, and a record positivity rate. Shit, even Texas had a statewide mask mandate. Well, had. From day one in Florida, it's been a shit show. From Cracker Barrel to titty bars, it's been like, hey, come on down. He wanted the Super Bowl packed. With 75,000 super spreaders,
5: then die from the virus.
4: With Floridians dying, DeSantis prevents local governments from enforcing masks, withholds COVID reports, sends vaccines to his rich supporters, and when Trump asked, purchased a million units of hydroxychloroquine. A lot of good things have come out about the hydroxy. Now it's spring break, and DeSantis says, Come on down, visit us for the chlamydia, take home some COVID. We will remain open for business. Now that's a Florida man. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a revolution! Shining.
4: Yes!
1: <laughs> And uh, thank you there, uh, Chip Franklin. My goodness, my goodness. Yeah, Florida. And, and now they're, uh, uh, he just, I forget exactly what legal channel it went through. Now the uh, lines that uh, come out of Florida can't uh, determine, can't make people be vaccinated when. you yeah. yeah.
2: And once again, remember, kids and kittens, I did my part against making him governor. Anyway, we have a
1: visitor. We have a guest. We have yes, yes, indeed we do. Right, Johnny, on time too.
6: Hi, Shannon. Hello. Good morning.
1: Good to see you there. Good to see you.
6: Yeah. Good morning. That,
1: morning. that guy, that guy over there. I don't know if you've ever seen him in person before. That's that person. Uh, that's Ed. Hi, Ed. Good morning. Howdy.
6: Happy Father's are... Day.
2: Thanks. Thanks. Uh, anyway, I'm going to let you two chat. And uh, I'll be listening in the background. I'm sure it will be fascinating. If I have a question, I'm going to jump in. So have at it.
1: Oh goodness, goodness, goodness. <laughs> well, thank thank you for joining us here. And um, first off, uh, how's everything going? Uh, you just got done. You just got done. You had a wonderful trip to Hawaii. You were able to uh, to uh, scatter the ashes, your father's ashes. Yeah, that was, that, that was very touching. I I, I I want to tell you, uh, I loved the man, to death, uh, myself. And, uh, he, uh, it was, it was something very special and I'm sure glad that you were able to, to do that.
6: It was a blessing, so, <laughs> total blessing. Mm, mm. Especially on dude. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: So I have been watching over the last, uh, well, so, geez, several months when you've been doing these, uh, Facebook videos where you are visiting, uh, different homeless encampments across the, across the Minneapolis. I'm assuming just Minneapolis. I don't know if you, cause you live in Minneapolis, right? You live over North Minneapolis, if I'm not mistaken, right? I do. I do. Okay. And you're visiting the homeless encampments. You're providing, uh, you're providing them with supplies, uh, to, I'm going to let you tell the story. Tell, tell us a little bit about your, your travels and what you're doing there. Okay.
6: So this all starts with my dad, my journey um, with homeless outreach. When I was a little kid, he used to, well, he was in transportation, and I uh, used to be able to ride with him uh, quite a bit because we didn't have daycare back then. So um, one day he pulled up to a corner, and there was a young, very young Cambodian uh man I would have to say probably about 1920 um and it was winter out and so my dad pulled over and he had this this uh leather stylish 70s leather coat so um he got out of his cab and he walked over to the young boy and gave him the jacket cuz the the boy only had a t-shirt on um, and he only had flip-flops on so i imagine that he Came to uh, the United States, probably not by choice, um, but didn't wasn't prepared for the kind of weather winters that we have. So that was the day that I started um, doing my outreach. Uh, as a kid, I used to help a lot of little people, my friends as, as a child. And then um, when I got into my teens, preteens, probably in 1982, Um, I spent a lot of time in South Minneapolis because my mother was a director over at the American Indian Center. Um, And also I was like hanging out on that side. So there was back then a homeless, it was almost like a hobo or a bum. And so we used to have these signers that were, are now passed on and, and real, you know, our elders Um, signers, when you exit the Cedar 94 exit, they used to stand there with signs. And I consider them one of the first, um, original signers, you know, not, not needing something, you know, not just a signer, but, um, I didn't see disparities like that in all the other areas. And then we also had a homeless man. I forget his name now, but he just passed away and he used to be on Rice Street. And so what I would do with my daughter every year is we would take her old sleeping bags cuz he had a dog and everything and he didn't really like, you know, he came from a family that had things but he chose his lifestyle. So we would drop off her sleeping bags and stuff and pretty much throughout her life he always hung on to this Dalmatian's sleeping bag and I swear when he passed away he still had that. But um so it just kind of goes on from there and then um as I became older and had a job and a car, I really started looking for people outside of the box. Um, you know, uh, by packing a couple loaves of bread with bologna sandwiches and um, chips and a bottled water, and I'd drive all around Minneapolis just handing them out. Um, so then I got more serious, where I started like getting in the encampments. Um, Prior to 2016, um, when the when the mayor and them announced that the Super Bowl was coming, um, they made a statement that they were kind of embarrassed. I would understand it to be to allow people to come for the Super Bowl and see our disparity of homeless. And the homeless uh, issue has rose um, quite extremely. And I don't believe that a census can really tell us how many true homeless people there are in the Minnesota area because um, a lot of them homeless people aren't voting, um, don't do census cards, uh, maybe you know even have a bad track record. Um, so you know, I just always felt bad because I look at my dad and he he raised four children. Um and we he he was a penny pitcher but he you know I just learned so much through him so to the current date um I was going to retire from from doing this and the need is so high that um I'm going to continue and so like just 2 years ago we did a drive and we were able to supply just about brand new everything um, we did 130 packs backpacks filled with everything and then a blanket on the side. Um, We distributed them at one of our indigenous homeless um, uh, organizations. And then we did it out on the street too. Um, You know, there's so much to learn as a community about homelessness because sometimes you can be at the camp and people drive by and shout vulgar things like get a job, you know, get a life. But what people don't understand that, you know, we live with our materialistic things, but, you know, we can wake up someday and it all can be gone. So.
1: I, 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 I totally get that. Um, uh, I've always told, uh, I've, I've, I've told the story that I'm one or two bad moves uh, along my life from being uh, in that same boat myself. So. I I I totally, uh, totally get that. I've done my, you know, back in the day, I was lucky enough to have couches to surf on, if nothing else. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, no, I I tell you, we, we see people out there, I, and the, the sad is kind of like what you mentioned. For every person that you see on a street corner someplace, every person you see out there holding a sign, for every group of people you see in an encampment, there are still people behind the scenes that you said that are hidden that are sleeping in their cars god hey you're lucky enough if you got a car to sleep in it might not run you might not be able to get anywhere with it but the damn thing still provides you shelter
6: yeah Um, you know the the thing is, is they're not just shelters these are the people's homes and the constitution states that we have We have as humans have the right to shelter. And the thing is, is that what people don't understand, they're so, they're so like, got to be right between the lines is shelter doesn't always come in the form of a house. You know, Um, the disparities of these encampments just aren't, you just didn't wake up and become homeless. There's trauma. This is my deal with homeless camp. You know, we're always going to have homelessness. Um, if we don't get affordable housing, if we don't get the proper nurturing um, to the people that are on the streets, it could be trauma. It could be a medical history. It could be, um, you know, lost their job. It could be so many different things, but I believe it starts with trauma. And trauma is like a, when you have a bad back, I always explain it this way. You know, you have a bad neck or you have a bad back. But the thing is, is if we wore the proper shoes all the time and, and you know that, that heals, a lot of that is because we're on our feet. So when you look at the people in the homeless camps and I get to know them and the people that I work with, um, and they're not scary people, um, they have needs and they, uh, they um, deserve to have nice things in their homes. Now we're dealing with situations where the encampments are in park areas and the communities, and we understand this, the communities are scared of the people. The communities worry about the needles on the ground. And, you know, sometimes you run across some that are are on something and, you know, um, all you have to do is break the cycle and go up and talk to them and you'll find out what, what happened to them. Um, you know, there's so many levels. This is this could be an hour, hour example You go into an encampment and, and doing outreach. One thing that I just find really hard, if we're going to talk about what how we can meet their needs, is the organizations that are already out there. If you feel like you want to get involved, contact them first. Google online. You know, homeless organizations. We have a couple. Um, we have Indi Young that uh, shelters our youth uh, over in St. Paul, you know, that's a good thing. You can ask what the needs are, you know, yeah. um, there's Dorothy Day Center. There's um, some shelters out in Minneapolis, um, but shelters don't always accommodate to everybody because sometimes you can't go there if you're drinking or you have a attic problem. Um, but by contacting the organizations, we're not overdoing and stepping boundaries and dual doing, Um, you have a lot of college uh, students coming to the camps doing intern work or um, restaurants and stuff. And what I find really um, just, uh, just disgusting is people talk about all the trash that they see in the encampments and it floats around. But if the people only collaborated and asked the campers questions and the organizations, what happens is people come to the camps and they dump boxes of like three cases of bread off. They're not going to use that bread. They maybe split one loaf for the, all the campers. It sits there and rots. And then like yesterday I was at an encampment. There was two cases of pizzas that were cooked when I don't know when. Um, and they left them out in the rain and everything for the campers. Then there was these wrapped tacos or burritos two cases of them, you know, there was food for probably a hundred people and there's only like 25, maybe 15 campers that will actually eat that food when it comes. Nobody's walking in and talking to the people. Um, Three weeks ago, somebody came into the encampment and put a, just dumped off a bunch of clothes. But the thing was, these were children's clothes. These were winter clothes. You know, and it sits in a big pile and the people in the community complain about not being safe and there's garbage. But if the community wants to be involved, then they need to step up and ask us questions. Um, And then we can help, you know, guide these people into the encampments. And... um, one thing that's hard is giving the locations of these encampments because the city comes in and bulldozes them, I feel. They show up with city trucks and they take everybody's belongings, everybody's tents, their homes, and they put them in the back of a city dumpster truck and bring it away to a landfill. The thing yeah. is, is that some of these people are carrying their life. They're carrying all their pictures of their children, their family, their parents. Um, They have collectibles in there that they just cherish and they're all thrown out. Um, I think we just need awareness and we need to let the people out know that, you know, you have a better chance of crashing in your car than getting hurt by a homeless person.
4: (laughs) Exactly.
6: (laughs) I mean, serious. They're not scary. They just want to be loved. and. Some of these these adults haven't had a role model in years. I mm. talked to one of the encampments who's only eighteen years old, and he's somebody said something about his father. His father has been in prison since he was born. He doesn't know his father, so he got upset. So I de-escalated the situation because um, I understand when you're a survival-based child, you know you can end up in these encampments. But there's something out there that's called It's called fentanyl, and it's called heroin, and it's called Mm -hmm. addiction. Uh, Homeless, they used to think of you as a bum and alcoholic. I talked to my mom in 2013, and I told her, because she worked for Jules Fairbanks for 18 years, who just passed away. But I told her, because I used to do work for her, get ready, mom, for the future here, because it's going to change. It's not just alcohol. Um, Can you imagine being abused from your parents from zero to the age of 11 every day are sexually molested. And how can you think about going to work um, under that condition when nobody's treated you for your trauma? And Mm -hmm. in the camps there's Caucasian, African-American, Mexican. Um, I see people, I seen Somalians in the camp, you know? But the thing is, is that we need to work together Um, And we need to put trust in them because they're going to trust you. They can't even keep personal things sometimes because the campers are stealing from each other. But my bottom point is I do believe that we have the right to shelter any ways we choose. If we want to live off the land, then we should be able to live off the land. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like our city of Minneapolis mayor hasn't done enough. Um, I have a close relative. His name was Todd Weldon, who died uh, from addiction, but also in a homeless encampment called Forgotten Natives. Uh, that really upset me because his mother didn't even know his son died because of the way the city handled it. She didn't get to see her son. Um, you know, so reach out to your children, you know, don't give up on them. And, um, I see a lot of people I know personally in these encampments, but I don't judge them. And I just offer them, you know, uh, I just offer them security of knowing that I'm going to help them in a small way, you know. I hope I'm not getting off track, but it's such no, a big No, I I wanted
1: it is. It really is it's even bigger than what we can do here in in the even the amount of time that we have uh, doing this show. But you know, you do a good job as far as on your you know, on your Facebook feed. Uh, you you you're you're posting live uh, videos and whatnot when you're out at at these encampments and when you're encountering uh, individuals and I I think that um, I I I see your point because you you you're right I see these things you know I know a couple of encampments that uh, I drive by on on a uh, somewhat regular basis the one down off of uh, what is it down there off of about eleventh avenue in minneapolis yeah
6: that's, I think they call that the triangle i i I drop yeah. stuff every now and then off there um you know yep that, that's I know where that is and
1: there and then it, it's 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 very transient too i mean like you say the the city will come and they'll bulldoze. Uh, one particular area, and then they'll just find up. They'll just do what they can. They're survivors. They'll, they'll find another area and what have you. And maybe uh, I, I think I don't we know. need uh, to
6: stop that. Though I think we need to stop bulldozing and finding. It'll cost I, the city a lot. And what we need to do is trust in these people and give them that permanent shelter because we're going to hold land here soon. And this <laughs> is going to come up. I'm not going to tell you where, but we already have the land. It's private property. And as an indigenous woman, Anishinaabe, and I I look out for the land, Makwadodame, I am. I'm a medicine keeper and my uncle was a pipe keeper. But the thing is, is we're the next generation. The seventh fire was put out. We're on to the eighth and our people are wising up and we're speaking. Our lands were taken. So we do have a chunk of property that we actually are going to hold the land. And you're probably going to see it coming up on the news, but we're really serious about this because it's right now in the hands of somebody that's not even from the United States. And they use it only once or twice a year to do ceremony. The thing is, is a lot of our indigenous people out in these homeless camps, if we could have ceremony, if we could have our sweat lodges be visible and, and do our cultural things, we wouldn't have a lot of these addictions. But because the, the system goes against us, and we are the highest statistics in everything. And I know that because I was the liaison for 64 schools for a few years in 19, or uh, uh, over at St. Paul Schools. I was their uh, Indian education liaison. They brought me in to break the system. And the system at one of the schools failed our indigenous people because I found almost every IEP uh, case out of compliance. And when that happens, you are starting the homelessness right there because it's conditioning our minds to tell us we're not valuable. You don't see indigenous people on commercials. You don't see indigenous people on TV shows. They have one cartoon now. It's called Molly from Denali. I watch it. I let my grandson watch it. But, you know, um, we were put out on reservations or a reservation. The people out on our indigenous lands on reservations that are hours away from the cities and towns also mm-hmm. live in prop pro- poverty and they are the most homeless as homeless can be because they have shelter that's fallen apart. And the, yeah, I, I invite anybody to, to Pine Ridge or white earth or, you know, Cass Lake and really see what life is, what, what the government gave us. And you guys wonder why you see us in these homeless camps. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm out of Shinabi and my voice needs to be heard on these issues, you know? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, we, we, we hope that this can be a a start, a starting point. And, yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately commercial radio is, is you know the you know you listen to W I listen to WCCO radio all the time yeah but you know unfortunately they've got to pay the bills and they've got to run yep. their commercials and they've got to they've got to do all these things which this is the type of format here of Radio TFI and our network we don't have any of those bounds or restrictions yeah. or or what have you and I will tell you I will put this invitation out there um, that. If you have something on your mind, you want to get it off your chest. You you want to try to bring it to a, a national. We'd like to think a national audience. Uh, we would we would love to have you come on and just tell. Yeah. We'll just pr- produce a damn show for you and just. Uh, uh, I've been
6: asked. I've been asked to run for council in two districts too over here in Minneapolis. But you know, once you start doing that, you become part of that system because they condition mm-hmm. your mind to think like them. Um, oh,
1: you see that the, the, I've thought of that speaking of that i've I've thought about that over time. I've thought about running for office. Unfortunately, you open up my closet and I've got more bones coming out of that than I care to talk about. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no way there's no way yeah. I would do that to my family to to have all that kind of stuff being brought out in the open. But somebody like you, I don't think you would be influenced. I think you would be an influencer.
6: I walked to the, my mom always said I was extravagant because I walked to the beat of my own drum, but also, you know, I have my own life situations that brought me where I am today. Um, you know, I, I, I understand these people because even though I came from a father and mother, you know, there was struggles too. Um, but awareness is, is the best thing we can do. Um, you know, and I'd love to come back on here. You know, if you guys did put together some questions, you know, I can tell you statistics and um, I can tell you where help needs, you know, I do systematic consulting. um, You know, I could really like, there's so much to talk about, you know, and it's like, it's hidden, but they want to kick the people out of the camps and people want to use that as their dump site. You know, I'm not going to bring five years of clothes and go dump it at a homeless site so they can get kicked out. Um, but there's yep. also some other good people out there running organizations, but they need the support too. Um, I'm going to put a plug out for Feeding St. Paul, who will be down at Dorothy Day Center today, um, Feeding. And that is not a nonprofit organization. It's all funded off of donations. And, um, and you know, they're really hitting the streets over in St. Paul. They're committed to St. Paul. And then there are, there's KG, who has his boots all over in the ground in North Minneapolis and Melissa, um, but th- those guys do hard work too.
1: Exactly, exactly. Well, make sure you know the thing is, is: are you on Twitter by by the way?
6: No, I don't know how to do all that. I have an Instagram that I use every now and then. I know Facebook, you know. And since my dad passed away, I just post too much, I think. But I would like oh, to. Open, no, no, I would like to do my own. Um, we were going to put a show together on cable network. Um, Cause I, I, you know, there's so much I can bounce back and forth on issues, but you know, um, yeah. That's I don't, I I, have
1: good, I, right? I, 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 lo- I love watching your videos on, 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 on various things, even the fun things, you
6: know? Yeah. I have my grandson here today and this is all, this is how it happens um, and this is how trauma is. My grandson, he was, he's from my stepdaughter, but he's my grandson. I watched him be born. He's 10 years old, going on 11. This is how people, people always get the wrong perspective of Indians. I still get called a squaw, you know, um, or I'm a per cap. The thing is, is there's only so many reservations that have per cap. There's one that just falls under, but they're, you know, they're, they're, it's like 2% or something, but, we don't give money from the government like everybody thinks. And I have a, a grandson who lost his mom back in '28 because the driver was driving drunk, flipped the truck on her. And the thing is, is he's still free to this day. We haven't even, all we did is went to a court hearing for um, guilty or not. Everything's bis- it keeps just being postponed. The, the boy is out on Pine Ridge Reservation. Now, Taylor has no mom, but the judge said, I'm gonna let this guy go live with his dad to make money for his sons. But the, uh, my stepdaughter still has no justice cause we're Native American Indian. And that's a fact, you know? Um, so that, you know, what's, what's gonna happen to Keeler? Is he gonna hate all white people because, or I mean, hate all men because, you know, a man killed his mom and, and didn't get justice? You know, there I don't like it when people say you need justice because every family, I'm sure we can explain something that happens, exactly. but it's how you choose to handle it.
7: Exactly.
1: Exactly. Shannon, it's 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 been such a pleasure. Like I said, <laughs> I didn't I I, I really wanted to, I wanted you to come and get this off of your chest. I could have peppered you with a thousand questions, but <laughs> three of them might have had relevance. So I, I think it was much better. Quite frankly, to just kind of let you come on, and because you got a story to tell.
6: Yeah, I just don't ever want to insult anybody. I believe in all cultures and race, but I, you know.
1: My dear, I do. I I, I make a living out of insulting people. I don't okay. do it on purpose, but sometimes, unfortunately, you know, I, like I say, sometimes the only thing a, a bully understands is a bigger bully.
3: Yeah, and,
1: uh, and sometimes you just have to do what you have to do to get a message and get a point across. Yeah. And uh, you're doing a fabulous job. I want you to, to uh, continue doing so uh, reach. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I think about this, I think about this, this guy uh, you're familiar with the African-American gentleman that's down off the corner of seventh and Lindale, right? Yeah. I I, I, see used, I
6: used to do the camp down there
1: I used to I, I mean every day For a while because I had a regular route That was going that way every day I'd see him mm-hmm. and yes people People are bringing Like you say he got all kinds of stuff Around him here But what is he supposed to do with it At the end of the day the man is handicapped He's in a wheelchair
6: yeah.
1: H- How is he going to get this and where is he yeah. Going to bring it if if he did
6: Well, and and they can't open cans. They don't have can openers, and people have to stop. If you're going to do that, bring a can opener.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No kidding, Shannon. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, and uh, uh, we we will do this again. uh, Hopefully sooner than later.
6: When I'm in New York next, I'll look you up. Okay.
1: (laughs) You got it. We will Hunt him him down for me, just please. I will, because
6: I'm good (laughs) at (laughs) that.
1: Shannon, thanks a lot. You have a Thank great you. day. Bye, guys. So bye, nice. bye. Oh my goodness! My goodness,
2: that was uh, yes. that was very interesting. Yes, I was uh, I was off to the sideline because uh, it, it seemed best uh, that that was going to be best as a two sided conversation. And boy, she had a lot to say and a lot good to say. And uh, and just to echo what John said there, yeah, we'll we'll happily produce and i uh, give airtime anytime her or, or her groups want it will uh <clears throat> you always Absolutely. get a spot on radio tfi
1: exactly and 754800 chat 7548002428 is the number we're about oh what do we what do you say probably about 7 minutes before the top of the hour break and more oh yeah fabulous oh, yeah. Uh, entertainment here and then we'll have a whole uh another uh, hour to fill after that so uh, 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 okay so uh,
2: where are we what do you want to do what do you want to say uh, you want to uh, you want to hear what Michael Cohen had to say this week oh sure I'd always love to hear
1: what Michael Cohen has to say
2: yeah he was on with Rick Wilson who's fabulous on uh, on, on the Lincoln project TV the Lincoln project yeah 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 so we can get all out of this.
7: he knows that he's despised and that's one of the reasons why he walks around Mar-a-Lago right which is sort of um an insane asylum for incredibly wealthy sycophants that want to sit there and pat the fat ass of Donald <laughs> Trump why i have no idea some of these people are so rich that th- they could burn Donald's money and still be mega billionaires and why yeah. they want to sit there and placate this dumb f- i got i have no idea because they don't need him. You know, in Yiddish they say a lachem cup, right? A hole in his head. That's what these yep. people. It's like a lachem cup. They don't need him at all. He offers nothing to them other than hanging out with a guy who, again, is a fucking racist. And he's sexist, and he's everything right. else that I said. He's xenophobic and homophobic and Islamophobic and anti-Semitic. He's all of these things. So why in the world would you possibly want to sit there, associate yourself? Why would you want to pay 250, dollars 300000 for a bond so that you could sit there, and when Donald walks in, people stand up? Once
2: again, once again, proving proving the point that when you throw somebody under the bus, you better throw it in reverse and make sure you got them. Yeah, no kidding. I we'll won't leave my alive. By the way, the uh, the dropouts were were our piece of editing to take out some of the coarser language, but I think you all got
1: the. Well, you know, because we all have virgin ears around here. And, you well, know,
2: you, know, you know, we we we, got, we 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 do what we can, but anyway, yeah, that would that's that was kind of. Uh- Look, I don't blame this guy for being furious. look, he's come out and said he screwed up. I'm not absolving him for for you know for anything he did he He was trump's do boy and and all that, and he deserved everything he got and probably probably a lot more, but it is still so entertaining you know, look he's been disbarred he went to prison blah 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 uh you know, but he you know, look he he had a hand in screwing people over the decades. So I don't I feel I feel no sympathy for him but I do enjoy watching him go off oh, a rant like this. oh <laughs> yeah
1: and who and who knows who knows trump better
2: uh there's there's his uh the, the accountant guy Weinberg Weiselberg <laughs> Weiselberg who's uh <laughs> oh this is gonna get good they're gonna get good in the neighborhood uh, there's something I was going to oh I know talk for a second because I forgot to do something.
1: Of course. Uh, then, of, uh, of course, did you hear about the, the big uh, to-do? And I couldn't even remember uh, where the hell it was, but it was some uh, in some farm, farmland somewhere here where uh, the pillow guy and uh, a bunch of his uh, uh, happy, clappy supporters. Oh, uh, uh, must we? Uh, uh, must we? <laughs> Who I was just- it? That's- go ahead. Go ahead.
2: This guy is just, I believe he's back on the, pe- uh, uh, on the crack pipe or I, it, I don't think he ever really, I think he maybe left it behind for a couple minutes, but <laughs> look, there's uh, a clip out there. And by the way, I want to apologize due to some technical difficulties here at the home office. We have not, we were not able to update the website last night. So, uh this would have made it uh there there's a there's a clip out there where jordan Klepper from the from the daily show i had talking to michael and jordan Klepper is always great but he's been to all the trump rallies and he talks to the people and and he just you know they say something he just kind of you know uses their words and gets them to agree that you know basically they're morons but Mm -hmm. uh yeah he he was out there talking to lindell and uh all oh, Lindell goes. We have the proof. We have the proof. Okay, what is the proof?
1: What are you Provide- waiting for?
2: Yeah, what are you waiting for? Provide the proof of whatever it is you think you've got, which is epis nothing, not a
1: zip. Yeah, that's all. I, you know, every everybody that I wind up. Locking horns with on social media, I'd say the same thing. You know, they say, "Oh no, uh, Trump won." Trump, where's the where's the where's the proof? Where's the proof? Show me, bring it out there. That's what they. That's all the you know the sixty plus times that all this was uh, uh, brought up in front of different uh, uh, judges and different courts over the course of uh, time. That's all they were saying. Where's the proof? And they yeah.
2: actually admitted in court numerous times that we have none. Yeah, you can say what it you is- want out in public to the press, but in court, you've got to tell the truth. And they told the truth numerous times. We have no proof. We have nothing—not a zippo, epis zero, etc., etc., etc. Well, young man, we're just about there. We're just we're just waiting for the clock to tick. Talk. For about 10 seconds. seconds.
1: Okay. So we are about ready to go to the top of the hour here, and uh, we will have much more when we get to the other side. Believe it or not, yes, we will. I've got a few stories up my sleeve that we can tell you. Now. Uh, oh, of course. Always, always, including a, a little talk about uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, boy. Don't call me Caitlyn. We'll be back. We'll see you in a little bit here. You're listening to the taxi stand hour on radio TFI. You found the Taxi Stand Hour.
7: The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life.
1: On Radio TFI.
0: Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter at TaxiStandar, from a pay phone, call Collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus
1: yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else.
5: Even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine Then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699 We've been spending most our lives
8: living in an Amish pen
5: me in the butt last week. I just smiled at him, and I turned the other cheek. I really don't care, in fact, I wish him well. Cause I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell. But I ain't never punched a tourist even if he deserved it. An Amish with a tooth, you know that's unheard of. I never wear buttons, but I got a cool hat. And my homies agree, I really look good in black, fool. If you come to visit, you'll be bored to tears. We haven't even paid the phone bill in 300 years. But we ain't really quaint, so please Don't point and stare We're just technologically impaired There's no phone, no lights, no motor car Not a single luxury
8: Like Robinson Crusoe It's as primitive as can be We've been spending most of our lives
5: The buggy, churning lots of butter. Raise the barn on Monday, soon I'll raise another. Think you're really righteous, think you're pure in heart? Well, I know I'm a million times as humble as thou art. I'm the pious guy, the little omelet wanna be like on my knees day and night, scoring points for the afterlife. So don't be vain and don't be whiny, or else my brother, I might have to get medieval on your hiney.
8: We
1: radio TFI entertainment channel back here. Well, he'll, he'll, well, hi. Have, did you have a little extra breakfast there, Ed? <laughs> little, bit. little bit. <laughs> uh, Welcome back. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on radio TFI and on the radio TFI streaming network. <sighs> Once again, from the Northern Command studio in Eagan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And in the Radio TFI Executive Tower Dining Hall, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Once yeah, again it is. Yeah, sir.
3: it is.
2: Let <laughs> me a cheese bun here.
5: Mm. Cheese bun.
2: Mm. Uh, the best. Mm. We're going to set it aside for a moment. We'll be playing something real soon because I want to get back to that.
3: <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All we got left is Keith. Uh, so
2: that's okay that's two and a half minutes
1: i can uh <laughs> you can you can woof down quite a bit of those uh cheesy puffs and oh, that oh, I, I
2: only i only needed about eight seconds to uh to, to to finish that off uh good uh good morning kids and kittens welcome welcome back uh another fantastic week here on the radio tfi's sunshine hour sunshine hour i don't know we're uh by the way, I hope you had the opportunity to listen to the '70s uh, Spectacular Show, uh, hosted by our very own Dr. John Shannon here during the week. And uh, John, uh, is uh, are we going to be doing that again this week?
1: I, I honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, well, I want to do more. Uh, there, there were circumstances behind it.
2: Uh, of course. Uh, by the way, how how is the glorious, lovely, and uh,
1: effervescent Granny Annie? Well, well, she's back home, and so we'll oh, just well,
2: that's to, just encouraging.
1: We'll uh, we'll have to uh, have to see how long this home stand lasts. Uh. Well, we'll to celebrate, we'll have a bite of our cheese bun. Oh, please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 now she's uh, she's okay for now, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll just have to kind of uh, play things play things by ear here and. Uh, And hopefully we can stay out of the hospital for a little while. But that was one of the, you know, one of the circumstances behind Mm -hmm. uh, doing that. You know, you get home and you just, quite frankly, you know, nothing else to do but stare at the walls. Uh, uh, Our local nine uh, were uh, uh, off that particular night. So uh, we just, uh, yeah. But uh, it's it's an idea that... uh, I've put I've put forward here I've always uh, one of the things I've always wanted to do when I was a a wee lad was be a a, dis, a disc jockey man that, that was that was fun times listening to top 40 radio and uh, during the 70s I mean I I still say it was the best music that was um, uh, in any generation since uh uh, yeah, I was uh, probably too too young to enjoy uh, the 60s era, and quite frankly, I, I'm like a lot of people that think that uh, uh, video killed the radio star. Once, uh, once music was more designed to make a better, they were more concerned about making a better video than they were a better song.
2: Right. Well, also remember, in, in the 70s, we were also making that transition from AM to FM. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, I, I can remember when about the only thing you had on FM radio was classical music, right? And elevator uh, music, music. Uh, yeah. And and radios only came with eight with the AM band, the transistor radios that they, they were only produced with AM because there was nothing on FM to listen to. Uh, now, of course, you know, FM, FM rules, but then again, so do we sitting, you know, you know. Technology has come a long, long way. Uh, the fact that we can do what we do. We've talked about this before, but oh, yeah the 70s, the 70s were a very interesting time. I mean, I had my little portable radio. I had my transistor. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had your little earplug that went in, and you had to dig the earwax out of that. Ew, why did he
1: go there? Why did he go there? Did you ever, did you ever buy one of these uh, little pen radios? that you raised up the, the the little antenna in the pen no and that tuned in that tuned in the station that you wanted to listen to no was it like one station for the pen or probably a- Well I, I think if as you raised this the raised or lowered it was it wasn't an antenna it was basically that was your tuner oh oh well, no i've never heard of such a thing that's uh oh that was oh god that was that was neat no i
2: I don't remember. Uh, I, I do remember, of course, going to the beach as a kid, everybody having their portable radios. Uh, you know, and in a lot of cases, at least here in the in the New York general area, everybody be listening to basically the same station, WABC, 77 WABC. It's uh, 95 WABC degrees. Jeez. <laughs> I'm telling you, that was a thing. That was the thing. and The DJs would come on and you know, especially on a weekend in the summer, it's one thirty in the afternoon, time to roll over. <laughs> time to flip over to the other side.
1: <laughs>
2: because you uh at the beach.
1: Do you, of course, you got to remember, and we've talked about him. But probably the the show that I look forward to the most was uh, was American Top Forty with Casey Kasem. Oh, uh, American!
2: Oh, don't make me dig it up.
1: Oh, uh, oh yeah. You mean the dedication?
2: Yeah, go ahead. Keep talking, Casey.
1: <laughs> that that was uh, uh, you look forward to that. You really. It was so funny. You look forward to to hearing the top 40 countdown and uh, you think to yourself, you know, some of the, of course, some of these songs, your your particular radio station didn't play. Uh, it hadn't quite hit that market uh, yet. You know, sometimes things go right. west to east as far as trending and then other times they go east to west. But uh, when you live here in the middle of God's country, you're right smack in the middle between the two, you... Uh, you don't get to hear uh, those. Uh, don't get to hear those songs quite as quick uh, as you would, uh, especially especially in the late seventies when when the disco era uh, took over. You find oh, what you're um, looking for here yet?
2: No, but uh, we got. Of course, we got everything here in Nueva York because that's just the way it was. But still, you get these. You know, look, I I would listen to Casey Kasem. Uh, I, and I'd listen from the start
3: mm-hmm.
2: and those songs at number 40, I have no idea what they were. I have no idea what they were. And, you know, until you start getting into the top 20, but again, we, uh, we, we, we heard everything. We heard it all. If it was there, we, uh, uh, and I'm really annoyed, annoyed right now because I can't find them.
1: Oh, you just you just have too much stuff for your own good is the problem. Yeah, the vault is so voluminous to the point. <laughs> there, there there's a word, there's your word for the day, voluminous. Stand by. Write it down, write it down.
4: We're up to our long distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again from coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you gotta go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now make it and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fing brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is uh that that's up tempo, and I gotta talk about a fing dog dying. Ponderous, man. Ponderous.
1: Ponderous, man. Ponderous. <laughs> so I've I'm, I'm curious what were those pictures he was uh expecting? I don't know. We uh let you my, my,
3: you
2: my, my radio hero neil rogers would play this bit constantly and that that's real audio from that that's that's, mm-hmm. that's outtake um except for the uh, for the word ponderous at the end which is another casey Kasem uh drop another outtake mm-hmm. and that that was a for real bit and he put i i mean oh you know, and again, people that listen to that were fans of Neil Rogers, yeah, I could walk up to anybody and say, you know, is Don on the phone? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm I'm laughing here as the bit starts because I, of course, I know it word for word, but yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's of course. Top 40. Yes, I used to listen to it all the time, even the Shadow Stevens era of American Top Forty.
1: Now shadows that, that one that one doesn't ring a bell. Mm. Oh shit. <laughs> Ain't nothing like
2: catching head with a mouthful of cheese Danish. Mm. <laughs> excuse me. Especially especially our, our, our video viewers, excuse me.
3: Mm.
2: Shadow Stevens took over after Casey Kason was uh, <clears throat> asked to leave the building. I guess they found the pictures.
1: I guess. So when
2: was this? I don't know. Eight, uh, late 70s, early 80s. Huh. Had oh,
1: yeah. early 80s. I don't I don't think I don't seem that yeah, because I even remember Casey doing a few, so uh had to been early 80s because I remember nope. a couple of Casey went on to do and then he's had another
2: syndicated show. Basically, it was American Top 40. But it was like Casey's top 40 or Casey's you know something like that it was basically the same format
1: okay but yeah anyways no the 70s were that was my uh there that was my wheelhouse uh, when it came to music uh, that was your jam. I, I I didn't it's funny I was oh geez I was seven years old in in 1970 turned seven in February 1970. I still do. wasn't I, I still wasn't listening to a lot of uh music uh, back then. Maybe I think the first song I really remember uh was probably was Tie a Yellow Ribbon. That was mm-hmm. one that I would would play over and over again. I I um, I remember I actually didn't get my first uh record player. Until uh, after my mother had passed away, uh, you're, probably not until about uh, uh, 74, 75 I, when I got my first record player. Everything else was I'd listen to the radio. Uh, but then, oh my goodness, boy, I tell you, all of a sudden I got a record player and uh, uh, forty. I had a collection of 45s like you wouldn't believe. And then... Uh, Did you have uh, a little flip-flop box? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly the type of record sure. player I, I have. I had one of those. And uh, then you had the... Um, it's funny because they they all knew, everybody that, you know, the, where I'd get my Christmas gifts, everybody knew that I'd either want a new radio, new clock radio, or a uh, um, or a K-Tel album.
2: Oh, k
1: that was hey, I thought that KTEL was an actual record label. You know, to tell you <laughs> that that was uh, that was great uh, listening listening to the compilations on uh, the different uh, KTEL records. There was a bunch of them. I'll tell uh, you what,
2: I'll tell you what's even funnier about that. And you know, those those old K KTEL commercials, you, uh-huh. would, you would see on the bottom. They would have like an address for where they were.
1: Uh huh.
2: The address was actually an answering company, and kids and kittens, there used to be companies that answered the phones for you. Right. You would have your phone routed, uh, and that's where KTEL's address was.
1: In Minnetonka, Minnesota, believe it or not. No, 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 no.
2: West 50th Street, New York City, New York, 1019. I know know exactly where it was, because we used to hang out on their doorstep. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just, I remember the first time I saw it, I know where that is. That's around the corner.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe this is where KTEL records were actually made. But I don't do know, know where
2: they made. I'm not claiming they were made there. That was just the mailing address they used.
1: Uh, I. But I do remember that uh, they did have, uh, they did have a presence in uh, in the the western Minneapolis suburb of Minnetonka. As a matter of fact, to, they, to this day, there's still a street called KTEL Drive. Well, there you where go, their, where their offices uh, in that area, where their offices used to be. But uh, no, we that 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 was that was it. You know, buy me a couple of KTEL albums. I'm. Uh, Right. And, and just go to the record store, just go to the record store and then mm-hmm. checking out all the different album covers. Yep. Although I was more of a singles. I liked the 45s because I didn't want to listen to uh, the deep tracks in order to get to the one or two songs from that artist that I wanted to hear. I'm a
2: greatest hits album guy. Are you kidding me?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Absolutely. The, the CDs that I do have now, uh, I'd say if when you eliminate the soundtracks, uh probably ninety-five percent of what I have is greatest hits.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because you get them all in one shot. And uh uh what was I gonna say? Oh my one of my favorite late night commercials for music was uh they they did they put together a set for Smokey Robinson and the miracles.
3: Mm-hmm
2: and my, my, my group of friends and I, oh, we riffed on this all the time. The, 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 I, I I've actually found it on YouTube a couple of years ago. I, I've got to look for it again, see if I can pull the audio from it. But the, the kid's sitting in there with the headphones on, listen to the music. The old man walks in the room, is, is trying to get his attention, and he's listening to Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. And, you know, shut that thing off. But, Dad, it's Smokey. <laughs> I love that. I don't know what it was about about that, that phrase, but dad, it's smoky.
3: <laughs> I just get the biggest kick out of that.
2: And I have for 40 years now. It's it's just uh, just a it. a hoot and a holler, but Exactly. Yeah, so, so, we, we've, uh, so now what were we talking about? Oh yeah, you're doing an hour of seventies music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who cares who cares about who cares that? that? Yeah, no, 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 no. So yeah, so you know, we, we dug deep into the vault and we, we got all dusty and dirty. We provide oh by the way, there was more coming this week. We had we had we had dug dug deep. We went into that back wall, you know, back where we used to keep the uh the 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 uh the uh 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 The tang, the packets of tang back way back in the vault. And uh, we went through that wall, we found some more, some more goodies. So we're gonna sort through that. Did
1: you clean that out so Gil had a place to sleep or what?
2: Where uh, Gil is let's not talk about Gil right now. Gil and I are we're having a thing. We're having a thing. (laughs) Well, you could take that about five or six different ways. Uh, we're we're looking, we're up to about ten right now. So, <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, uh, nothing, apropos of nothing, your favorite, my favorite, everybody's favorite commentator who who can do it with sports, he can do it with uh, with politics, he can do it with anything, and we're happy to have him back. He's back on the Twitter briefly. He's only been doing YouTube lately, but uh, let's take a listen to what uh, K.O., Keith Overman has to say
9: this week. The Republican Party has already fully and openly embraced fascism and dictatorship and as if somehow that were not evil enough. Now they have just fully, openly and unapologetically embraced as party policy obvious, stark, undeniable racism and sexism. Thursday morning, Georgia voting rights activist and former candidate for governor there, Stacey Abrams, matter-of-factly said she would support the watering down of the Democrats' voting rights bills, S-1 and H-R-1, watering down proposed by Joe Manchin, the senator who represents the West Virginia coal industry and nobody else. The moment Ms. Abrams gave these modifications her okay, the Republicans stopped calling Joe Manchin's version of the For the People Act Joe Manchin's version and started calling it Stacey Abrams' version and slapping Stacey Abrams' name and Stacey Abrams' name alone on it. And if you think they did this for any reason other than that she is a person of color and a woman, you are blind. Mitch McConnell. The racist fascist, who has taken it upon himself to erase as much of our Constitution as we will let him, immediately issued a statement reading, quote, the plan endorsed by Stacey Abrams is no compromise. Senator Blunt of Missouri, who is either inflated or stuffed, I can't tell which, actually lived down to his name for once and gave away the game. Quote, when Stacey Abrams immediately endorsed Senator Manchin's proposal, it became the Stacey Abrams substitute, not the Joe Manchin substitute. Whatever the issue is, Republican leadership, as the title character in the film The American President noted, is interested in two things and two things only, making you afraid of it and telling you who to blame for it what changed in Manchin's watered-down version? Nothing in the message. Only in the messenger. Wednesday night, it was a white man's idea. Thursday morning, the Republicans decided it was a black woman's idea, and they put on their hoods and ran with it. Because if there was any lingering doubt that they weren't, they are now in the business of selling racism, hatred, bigotry, misogyny, and fascism to racists, haters, bigots, misogynists, and fascists.
2: There he is, Keith Alderman, with uh, some very valid points. I want to apologize for the technical issue. We only had sound coming out of one channel there. Uh, we must have yep. happened to, in the process of uh, piecing that together. But is you got it channel four minutes. or channel five? Thank you. We're well, moving right along. <laughs> moving right along because I ain't got time for that kind of nonsense. Oh, uh, yeah, you got so. time and you know it. This week I have time. This week I do. Yeah, have
1: time. yeah, yeah. You I'm do.
2: Uh, I'm not working this week by choice. They, uh, I was uh, as they say, my truck was dropped from the production this week. Actually, they, I was dropped. My truck was dropped on Monday, but they managed to piece together work for me for the whole week. So at least I got a full week out of last week. And I'm not the only one who was cut this week. Uh, a bunch of bunch of people were cut. And, uh, uh, it's back into the uh, pool, but I'm going to take the week. I may even take the week of 4th of July. I haven't decided yet, but definitely taking this week. Uh, it was unexpected and I got a few things that need to be done. Well, I need new glasses now because I lost my glasses yesterday. Uh, not these, obviously, if you're watching, these are my computer glasses. These are not really good for me driving or even watching TV, but they're, the prescription is specifically so I can sit close to a screen like I do with my monitors here. So I need that. The AC on my car is uh, not acting as it should. So that needs to be taken care of. And uh, I'm sure there was something else. What, what else was that? Oh, I voted yesterday. That's how I lost my glasses on the way home. I rode my bike. That's probably how I lost them. It was on the bike. So New York city is having its uh, mayoral primary. The actual voting day is election day is Tuesday, but we've had early voting and I went yesterday and, and took care of that. We're doing something called ranked voting. I don't know. Do they have that choice? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: In municipal elections, we have it here.
2: Okay. And so we're doing it for the first time here and of the, one, two, three. I think six races that I voted in, five of the six had had the ranked. And I, I, I'm not going to – I'll be honest with you uh, as opposed to when I'm usually lying right to your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hesitant about this whole ranked choice thing. And then the more I thought about it, and especially right up till I got to the uh, the polling location, it's not a half bad idea because, for instance, I'm not in love with any of the – the mayoral candidates, really. Uh, uh, I I like Yang. I liked I kind of liked Yang when he was running for president. Uh, but I, I'm not in love with them. So now I can put them in order, and I, I forget how they're going to sort it out. They sorted out, but now everybody's got a shot at. Uh, you know, I kind of like this one. I kind of like that one. I kind of like the other one. So I now I get to cast cast a vote for up to five of the ones that I like. You don't have to do
1: five; you can do one. Just I was just gonna say, don't just because there's five, you, right. can, you can do five ch- uh, choices. It doesn't mean you have to. No, no, including
2: a write-in, mm-hmm. you can you can make a write-in one of your uh, choices. And uh, when I turned mine in, they said, "Who's this Shannon fellow?" I... Not interested. Not just you don't want to be mayor of New York City? Uh no
1: you sure I'm positive. interesting side story uh, many, my, many first, years my first uh, I'm sorry let me my first uh, official act as mayor would be to hit the wrecking ball to the trump tower so uh. <laughs> get in line buddy get in line <laughs> so
2: some years ago my my grandfather passed away this is my my mother's father. My God, that had to be thirty some odd years ago. So I was I was coming up north for a visit anyway. Turned out my grandfather was in the hospital. I wound up staying on an extra week. He, he passed, and so we're at uh, after the funeral, after the cemetery, we come back into Manhattan. We're at a uh, very famous place, Gallagher's Steakhouse. That's where we went for lunch. Uh, My grandfather was friends with the managers and the owners. and uh, So it was very, I I have been to Gallagher's numerous times. I was, I knew all their bartenders. Uh, So I'm chatting with one of my grandfather's friends who I'd never met before. And, and he told me how back in the day, Well, just to put it in perspective, my grandfather was president of a local democratic association in Manhattan. Uh, He was the one that got me registered to vote and who told me, you don't have to say squat to anybody about how you vote, how you're registered or anything like that. And I, I stuck to that until, of course, I came out as a Democrat recently, Uh, but his friend, we get to chatting and we're, you know, he says, you know, we wanted your grandfather to run for mayor. And he could have won. I said, "What?" And he started telling me the story. My grandfather wanted to know part of it. He was quite content what he was doing where he, he worked at city hall and uh, uh, they said, "Yeah, we, we, we had done the polls, and you know uh, he says we we're confident that he could have run and, and, and been successful at being mayor. Well, what do you know? I came this close to being part of New York royalty (laughs) (laughs) me and, uh, Giuliani's kid.
3: (laughs) Wow. But it
2: was just, it it was, it was nice to hear. It was surprising to hear, you know, because you just don't, you know, look, he was just pop to me. Uh, not just pop, but you know what I mean? He was, uh, Mm And it was just very, and to this day, I mean, that's going back 40 years. And to this day, it's still kind of, you know, well, Pop could have been mayor and and, and chose not to. It wasn't like he decided to run and he got trounced or something like that. He opted not to. Uh, and I don't know what year it was, but I got to imagine my mother and my aunt had already Left the house and you know, had started having their families and whatnot, so it's not mm-hmm. like he had young kids at home, but maybe it was because again, his buddy never told me the year. So, anyway, that's uh, speaking, that's my uh, that's my personal story about mayors of New York City and what could have been. You could have been talking to somebody very important here, although not that would have done me a bit of good. His last name was Maggio, I couldn't even play off that. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even like, hey, wait a second, your name, hey, are are you related to the mayor? (laughs) Why, yes, as a matter of fact. No, it's completely different last names, and uh, I would have had to tell that story over and over and over again. uh, Ad nauseum, yes. yes. No, really, I am the mayor's grandson. Really prove it.
1: (laughs) So, hey, uh, I want to talk about real quick here. No. Too bad. Too bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, to a point where I try. To a point where I'm actually, I feel a little bit sorry for uh, this particular person. Uh, you know, we all know the story with Caitlyn Jenner.
6: <sighs>
1: well, oh Jesus! You, did, you did. Did you see me? Did I Dude, what? Did I, did, did, I did I take a nap while you were talk While you were talking about about the, the your grandpa and I didn't do that I didn't did snore let,
2: let me ask a question john uh huh have I ever told that story before have I ever referred to my grandfather in those no. terms no no I was that not was that not an interesting story of course it was i'm tired of Caitlyn jenner and I think I know where you're going with it. And I apologize for the snort. That was unintentional. I'm glad it happened, but it was unintentional nonetheless.
1: <laughs> You'll see that'll go away after a while once you get used to your CPAP, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, no, it won't.
2: I, I don't want to lose
1: that. Go ahead. Caitlyn Jenner. So so, anyways, as you, as you may know, she's uh, running... For governor because she thinks it's such a such an easy job. That is of, correct. So, fourth largest <sighs> economy on the planet. Yes, yes, exactly. But you know, of course, everybody's uh, convinced that uh, that uh, California is a hellhole. Well, you know, there are some parts of California that are, but you know, for the most that part, California is a. Just like just like any other any other state. It does have its it really areas. Where, uh, it just has its areas where uh, you know, are less desirable than others, but for the most part, it's a California,
2: California is one of those states where people just generalize. Oh, yes. I've been to California. What part of California? I was in Sacramento. Oh. Oh. Uh, I've been yeah. here before. Oh, where were you? Sacramento. This is LA. Same thing. No.
1: It's not. Absolute,
2: absolutely. It is not. Uh, when, people, when people think of California, they, they're thinking LA. They're uh-huh. thinking Southern Cal Just like Florida, people think of Southern Florida, coincidentally. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, how many times I had that conversation over there? Said, no, California is. Uh, I'm sorry that when I did my little trip, uh, my, my trip around the country, we started heading back east, uh, just north of San Francisco. I didn't even get up into Northern California. I know somebody from Northern California. He told me, he was telling, he grew up in Northern California. Boy, he says it's it's a whole lot. It's a completely different state, which is why there's a movement to split off. But that's me that you're into there. So anyway, California.
1: So as you know, uh, she's running for, for governor. Uh, so she was interviewed on Fox Nation by the... Uh, uh, Somebody I hadn't have never heard of before, there. Uh, it's I think it's pronounced Tommy uh, Lauren, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, Tommy, Tommy Lauren? The blonde, I've never heard of her. Yes, oh my god, oh, yes. never heard of her. Before. How have you not heard of her? Because I don't pay a whole lot of attention to Fox Nation, could be. That's, That's just saying, anyway. We'll talk about this. Obviously, you're obviously you're obviously you're a fan. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways, uh, she she was Kaylee McEnany
2: before Kaylee McEnany was Kaylee McEnany. Okay, I get it.
1: So, she—God forbid—she made the mistake of referring to Caitlyn Jenner as her while promoting an interview with the Republican gubernatorial. Candidate. Well, she faced quite the uh, quite the crap storm uh, from uh, people, Fox News uh, viewers who uh, still have their heads in the sand, and, uh, and I almost, like I said, I almost have to feel just a bit sorry for her in this situation because she's running as a Republican, uh, where whereas most people who Consider themselves Republican have not accepted Caitlyn Jenner. They, you know, so uh, she got a few. Uh, she got a few tweets. I'll I'll share a few of them. Uh, oh please um,
3: do.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know, one uh, her tweet was California is failing, and Caitlyn Jenner believes it's worth uh, fighting for. I'll discuss my interview with her on Fox and Friends. Uh, one re- one reply was, "Yeah, that's not a her." Uh, another one here is, "I'm sorry, I heard what you said, but I still believe Bruce Jenner, and uh, I still see Bruce Jenner in drag, and he will never be anything else. Uh, still a dude in a dress. Glad I don't live in a asshole uh, uh, California." Oh, uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, there's several uh, several more here, but I won't bore you with it. So my, my point in, in, in this whole thing is, is that, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, you know, I, I understand that, uh, Bruce Jenner was, uh, was quite the, uh, was quite the conservative, you know, Reagan conservative, I'm sure by the way, on a side note, uh, even Reagan wouldn't, uh, be accepted in today's Republican party, but that that's no. neither here nor there at this point in time. Um, but by, by the
2: way, the party of Lincoln that they keep referring to themselves as that was more, if Lincoln were alive today, he'd be a Democrat. Those parties roles over the, over the century and a half. Of course. So, moving moving on. We will get through this, this story, even if it takes us two weeks.
1: Seriously. Seriously. Oh uh, I don't understand when, when when Caitlin decided that she was going to uh, that she was going to I don't know what the word is. You know, when she announced that she was transgender and that she that Bruce was going to become J- Caitlin,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I don't think she understood that the same Republicans that she's been kissing up to weren't going to accept that. You know what? I think she
2: did. She may be in a bit of denial about it. Uh, and again, I use the the pronoun she because this is what she's chosen to do. Exactly. Uh, uh, I will tell you this. I am not a fan of people who want to be referred to as they and them. You're a singular entity. You will be he or she or it. Choose one of those three. But that's neither here yeah. nor there. Uh, I think Jenner was fully aware of what was about to come down the pike. And it's knows it's going to be a rough ride. And look, she's been a household name for literally decades since 1976. When Bruce won the gold at the, uh, at the Olympics. So, I think uh i i think he's more than well prepared for that she whatever and uh if not then she's got no point no place being in politics
1: oh yeah because let's let's face it you know people it's like i was talking when i was talking to shannon uh there, there is a reason why i would never run for office is is that uh uh, I'm sorry, you open up that closet and uh, there are skeletons waiting to dance out. And, mm. and, uh, I got to do oh, the conga. Oh, absolutely. Why would you put yourself through that? And, and more so, why would you bring th- this negative uh, blowback against other trans people? Because uh, that's what the, this. Let, let's no, face I- it, Caitlin. Caitlyn Jenner is the probably the best known trans person right now in America. I would without question without question. And all she's managed to do is bring further scrutiny. And this is a tough situation. This, this is something that people can say, yeah, I did it with pride. There was no problem. I had no problem doing this whatsoever, but you know, a person can only take so much mud crap thrown at them before.
2: But, but John, on the other hand, I'm looking at it this way. Uh, this once again proves that no matter who you are, or who you've been, or who you want to be, uh, you just can't change the fact that you're an asshole.
1: Well, you see, that's uh, there's always that. I mean, and look at the hypocrisy. You go back to the hypocrisy there when you know when she uh, was up there on the stage at the ESPYS mm-hmm. and uh, you know was saying, "Oh, you know, equality for all trans athletes and whatnot," and a couple of years later, she's saying, well, uh, trans a- athletes, you know, if you were, you know, if you trans from a male to a female, well, all of a sudden right. that's not fair to the females. Well, what do you, all you're doing is, is you're, you're kowtowing for political purposes. Right. And as, as we
2: talked about that a few weeks ago, and like mm-hmm. I said at the time, so what you're saying is that if you happen to have a young lady who is larger than the rest of the the girls her age. Is she then not permitted to participate because she's bigger, stronger, and faster through no fault of her own. Mm -hmm. If, If you've got a group of sixth graders and she's towering over them by, by six inches and 20 pounds, does that mean she can't be on the soccer pitch with the rest of the young ladies? Yes. She has, she has a distinct advantage, a distinct advantage. And, uh, you pull her off, and and again, my point at the time was there's very there's a lot of very small uh, young men that you know women can uh, young girls can beat the living crap out of right now. Doesn't matter how they're dressing. Now I would. The only thing I would see about that is that if it's just. If it's just a a boy putting on a dress and uh, putting on a wig and saying, oh, look at me, I'm a girl now. Now, I'm not expecting a high schooler or younger to to have had any kind of operations or or whatnot. Mm. Uh, I mean, there you might be able to draw the line. If you haven't fully, in some form or another, you have to have fully committed to it, okay, to – uh, as far as that goes, I don't know how you do that as a thirteen-year-old, because the surgeries are just not. That's not going to happen at that age, right? So, so you know, there, there, I see a little bit of uh, of wiggle room for debate, but other than that, no, 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 no. If uh, if we've known for years that that Joni, who was born as Johnny, uh, lives lives her life as as a young lady, then you know, it, it's a tough situation, but as for, you know, and maybe we just banned uh, gender divided sports. Who knows? You know, there's but you're right, she was very hypocritical. Uh, I kind of saw her point, but uh, that's one she should have just backed out of and just tap danced right mm-hmm. back out of uh, because she is not the be all and end all uh, on that topic, although people are trying to make her that, and she's allowing herself. To be, she does not
1: speak for every trans person. Oh, absolutely not! Absolutely yeah. not! Unfortunately, she's wound up probably bringing more more of the negative attention to right. uh, to being trans. And and uh, look, I I have no idea what what that's like. I have no idea. It's kind of like being a, like being a woman. You and I have no idea what it's like to uh to be a woman. So we have no judgment when it comes to no, I
2: I have an announcement to make.
1: Oh good lord.
2: As as of tomorrow I'll be uh I'll be changing, I'll be living my life as a my true self. My true self.
1: I <laughs> I I I'm a, I'm, a, I'm afraid to I'm afraid to uh to even go there to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm going to be living my life as a golden retriever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, maybe you could live your life as a go- uh, German shepherd and uh, replace a... Uh, Champ. Replace Champ, yeah.
2: By the way, has anybody checked on Major Biden's
1: alibi? Major has. All Major can say is dog gone. Dog gone.
2: Champ Biden has uh, crossed the Rainbow Bridge, as they like to say. And uh, uh, from all reports, he was a good boy. He was a very good boy. Actually, there were pictures of uh, when Biden first got him. He was a puppy. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Jill had said at the time in 2008, well, if you and Obama win, you can get a puppy. You can get a dog. And that's when they got Champ. And they had him. I don't know. In the picture, look like he couldn't have been more than a couple of weeks old, uh, you know. And it's rescue. just so great. rescue dog on top of it. Well, these are puppies, and puppies are always desirable. Yeah. Uh, but uh, look, I happen to be a big fan of the German Shepherd breed. If I ever got a dog, it would be a German Shepherd. Uh-huh. I it, to, to me, I just uh, just I can't get enough of them. I just can't get enough of them, and uh, you know, Champ lived a good long life. He was what thirteen? Yeah, thirteen. It's not the beautiful oldest
3: dog.
1: dog. Oh, absolutely Look. beautiful dog! You saw the picture of the of uh, Champ with the the Bidens, uh, the one that he posted on posted on Twitter. Absolutely gorgeous dog. Oh yeah, yes,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, there's and and look, we don't deserve dogs. Dogs are just too good. There's an account out there called The Dodo, and you Uh got to follow it It, 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 because they post stuff about animals on a regular basis, and you'll see some of these really heartwarming stories, and some are just big old goofy dogs, you know, a dog doing his thing. And when a dog is himself, they showed one the other day about a, a mixed pit bull terrier, and he just loves the swimming pool. And this boy will not, as soon as the door opens, bang, he's in the pool. And uh, you you just can't, you know, And it, it's just kind of, it's its always fun to watch. There was one about a three-legged cat the other day who, uh, <laughs> oh, the three-legged, oh, I can't get into the story. I'll start crying. It's uh, It was a feral cat who a gentleman started feeding. The cat mm-hmm. bonded with the man wouldn't stay in the house overnight. He would come in, he'd snuggle up with the guy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the cat would leave uh cat. Well, the, the gentleman passed away a few years ago, somebody else bought the house and the neighbor said, and the woman who bought the house was terrified of cats. He told her, look, if the cat shows up, just call me day or night, I'll come over and I'll take care of it. You know, I'll, I'll get them. Uh, because they wanted him to take, make sure the cat was taken care of since the gentleman had passed away.
3: Mm-hmm. So the next
2: time the cat shows up, he was old, obviously older and beaten up. And uh, mm-hmm. they took him to the vet. They got him cleaned up. They got him healthy. And somebody wound up adopting him, who didn't know the backstory. Eventually, she found out the backstory and tears all around. And now the cat is living, you know, his best life. He's an older cat now, missing a leg, and lived most of his life on the streets. And, uh, you know, but he still came back to that gentleman. Uh, he wanted, you know, that was his pal. That was his. it's follow the dodo on Twitter. And don't make me tell these sappy stories again because it's
1: not in my character. I know.
2: I know. You just, uh, I got a little thing from the CPAP machine.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Well, it, 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 well, you ended with a cat story, but I am just about ready to say that this show has definitely gone to the dogs now. But
2: uh, By the way, t- uh, you know what it's time for now? What time is it now? What time is it for now? It is time for an emergency bat turn. Emergency bat turn. Okay. Did you, did you know?
1: Oh, you know what we didn't do today? Kind of on purpose, by the way. I know what we didn't do okay. today, but kind enough. of on purpose.
2: Fair enough. Okay. If, if you replace the W in where, what, and when with T, with the letter T, you get answers to those questions. Oh, good Lord. How long did it take you to come up with that? I didn't. I read it on Twitter. I think it's, I think it's very interesting. Replace the W in where with a T. Tells you where there, oh, the, oh, okay, the, the first reply says, and if you replace L and luck with F, you get to know our feelings about this tweet. Very, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you peel that off of fact? Uh, on that, on yeah, that Twitter yeah, account, yeah, off yeah. of
2: fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't uh, I more. Up with
1: interesting stuff every once in a while.
2: Let's see. I got a couple of them here. The cinema, or the movies, as we like to say here in the United States, is the worst place to go on a first date. You're both, you're both just sitting. You both just sat there in silence, in the dark. You've learned nothing about each other. And sometimes that's not such a bad thing. Yep. The United States is actually the serial killer capital of the world. Well, I don't think anybody's surprised by that little fact. No, or. no. Uh, and it also, and finally, it takes your brain approximately 90 seconds to decide whether or not you like someone. You got a slow brain. I know instantly, instantly. <laughs> John, anything, something, no, nothing. nothing, nothing. This is why I decided instantly I wasn't a fan of yours. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's uh, hurtful. I guess that's good. Disturbing? No, hardly, hardly disturbing. So I've I've got to ask, if we were doing Goldilocks this week, uh-huh. did you ha- did you have a topic
1: planned or? Oh no, absolutely not. Oh, I see. I, I, I see. had no. I, I I don't know. I just think that the, that whole idea just kind of flopped like a crappie, and uh, I don't think so. I I was enjoying it.
2: Especially since I didn't have to do any work for it.
1: Well, of course. There, there you go.
2: Well, now you know how I feel about the whole show. <laughs> you come in, you sit down, and oh, I'm John Shannon, and blah, blah, blah. You're in Minnesota, and you ain't doing squat. And I'm here. I've, I've got the diesel engines going to keep, you know, to keep the, uh, the, the machine flowing here, man. And uh... oh,
1: I, I, I. I, I I do I do feel sorry for you, you know. in right, I pride. <laughs> Jesus. Uh well hey, you know uh hey what? There is some there is kind of some good news here that we've kind we've uh, overlooked. The uh well, the uh, Come on, spit it oh, out. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh Obamacare. Yeah. Uh, yeah they, they they tried to the the they survived another supreme court uh, mm-hmm. challenge i i don't know if they're going to go uh, if they're going to try any more but you realize it's so again i say it's funny but it really isn't that what would have been at st- at stake had the uh, supreme court uh somehow ruled in favor of uh these uh, these uh, individual states, such as Texas, uh, go figure. Well, before, uh, we, before, before we go on, John, do you know what the ruling was? Well, the, the ruling basically was is that uh, the 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 states that were filing uh, that were uh, that were uh, had approached the court were filing for da- for uh, individual damages, if I'm not mistaken, caused per- by.
2: But no, no. Why? What? Why did the Supreme Court kick it back?
1: Well, you, you, uh, you explain it. I, I will explain it because the lack of standing. Yeah. Okay. That was that. Okay.
2: No, okay. no. They they didn't rule on the underlying Absolutely. question. Yeah. They didn't rule on the underlying question. They just said. Uh, See ya. You can't be here. You can't bring this in. Now they'll go out and find somebody. There was a great cartoon this week depicting the all the attempts uh, uh, to squash Obamacare, uh, all depicted as the uh, as Wiley e. Coyote getting whacked with boulders and such. And the last panel was the Roadrunner going
1: beep beep. Mm-hmm. So Obamacare is still the law of the land, unfortunately. Yes, they struck down the whole uh, the whole mandate thing, which has helped to you know, which did help to to pay for the subsidies of the uh, of yeah, others, you yeah. know. And so, unfortunately, while uh, healthcare isn't as affordable as it could be, if there had been more people that had uh, skin in the game, if you will, and uh, well, let's
2: face it. We've 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 got to get on track with the rest of the planet. Healthcare is a right. It's I I I mean the hoops you got to go through. Uh, look, I got to use this machine four hours a night, whether I want to or not.
1: Uh huh. And or, you, like I said, you'll. Uh, you'll... I'm not.
2: I, that's not my point. My point is is that I have to. Otherwise, they stop paying for it. Uh huh. Right. Uh. I'm not saying I don't need it or won't use it, but that stipulation is there that well if you don't uh, we're we're gonna take it away so and, and again you know let's let's go back to should I should families have to sweat out buying medication for their for their sick kids uh, as opposed it's to pan-
1: medications or food or paying the electric and, bill or and, and it's or just mortgage. mortgage.
2: It's not right, damn it! It's just not right. Well, we uh, we've just rounded third base, and we're coming into home. We've got the green light. Do we slide? Do we do we run into the catcher?
1: I, I think we're kind of limping around that th- around third base. We done pulled a hammy coming around third base.
2: <laughs> you know, so. So, we, so we don't do a Pete Rose coming into uh, right uh,
1: now No, I don't think so. Man, the All Star
2: Game that was something.
1: That, that was something. something. Hey! You Never know. see that again. What do you know? How about that? Time to say goodbye for another uh, week here. Thanks for joining us here on the Taxi Stand or on Radio TFI. We appreciate it. So once again, for that guy over there, Ed Van Ness. I'm John Cannon.
8: Stop! You thought I got the money. See ya. Baby, you know you're bound to drive me
3: away.
4: Yes, if you keep on talking, baby, you know you're bound to drive me away. Yes, uh huh.
3: Yes, dear.
8: Yes, I'm listening.
3: Oh, I heard every
1: word you said, honey. I mean, yes. Yes, dear.
5: Oh, I agree, you're right. Yeah, you're always right, baby. Yes, dear. Uh-huh.